It's the Adam Crowley Show. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my ball. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. You found the Crowley Show. Well, your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of Dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Shirtless Tom behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter at FBomber73 and at ButtonPusher970. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. We're also giving away Dead Daisies tickets. We're going to talk momentarily about why the Steelers would not rescind Le'Veon Bell's tag. Before that, though, let's see if John can answer this trivia question correctly. And that's the way to win Dead Daisies tickets. And if you want to call in and try to answer the trivia question correctly, it's 412-922-2874. John, you ready for this question, my friend? Bring it. Who is the last quarterback from the Big Ten to be drafted in the first round? From the Big Ten. Yeesh. Rex Kern. You are incorrect, but I'll give you two more guesses. Oh, uh, Terrell Pryor. No, but I like the effort. One more. Uh, Three. Two. Nope. One. You got one? Sorry. Do not even get a venture at guess, John! 412-922-2874. The last quarterback to be drafted from the Big Ten in the first round of the NFL draft. 412-922-2874. The correct answer gets you dead daisies tickets. We talked about this off the air. I didn't know it before I saw it, so I don't want to sit here and pretend like I'm all-knowing in matters of the NFL and college football, but I was surprised to hear the answer. I'll give you one hint. It's been a while. Were you shocked to hear the answer Thomas Offerman? Yes, I was, with both how long it's been and the school that he went to. We got Mike Pursuta joining us in 17 minutes. He's always up on his soapbox talking about how the Big Ten is the best conference in college football, and this year I agree with him. A lot of years I'll agree with him. But every league's got their thing, right? You hear the Big 12, they don't play any defense. The SEC, they play all the defense. No, no. There are weaknesses with every league. The Big Ten not having a quarterback drafted in the first round, that's a pretty big deal, I guess, although it's not really if you consider that they've still had some pretty darn good quarterbacks. Terrell Pryor was a tremendous college quarterback, as John just guessed. Tom Brady went in the sixth round. He's the winningest quarterback Super Bowl-wise of all time. So it's not like they've had bad quarterback play, but yeah, you could poke holes in any conference. You can't. You just got to be selective with the statistics there. You got to be able to pick and choose. Rob wants Dead Daisy's tickets. He's got to guess. What's up, Rob? Hey, I promise I didn't look it up online, but just my hunch is, was it Kerry Collins? I hate you. You ruined it, Rob. You totally looked that up, Rob. You looked I it up. Not. You're Come a cheater. On, Rob. Rob. Yep. All right, so, I'll ask, I'm going to ask you one more question. You're going to get your dead daisies taken. I'm going to ask you one more question. Who's going to okay. be the first quarterback drafted in 2019? There's only one correct answer. In 2019, Trace McSorley. Oh, good. You know what? <laughs> you son of a bitch. 
I like that response. Well played by Rob, the Penn Stater. It's going to be Will Greer, though. We all know the answer to that question. Oh, yeah. For the purposes of this room, that's what we say. All, all I do know for a fact is it won't be Trace McSorley. McSorley's like four feet tall. He's not He's not. A, he's not an NFL quarterback. He's a really good college quarterback. He ain't going to the NFL. We'll give you a chance to win Dead Daisies tickets later on in the show. Uh, we'll come up with another trivia question. Uh, more specifically, Tom will come up with another trivia question. A head scratcher. That is surprising to me, though. Big Ten? I mean, next time go with something easy, like uh, who is the greatest quarterback to ever grace a college football field, most likely an NFL field, and most likely some kind of field in heaven? Will Greer. Yeah. Easy. Who's going to win the Heisman this year? Will Greer. (laughs) Who does Adam touch? Never mind. (laughs) Who does? Oh, yeah. At night, Adam looks at pictures of who whenever he... In the morning, Adam looks at pictures of who when he... The answer's the same. It's Will Greer. Just from different angles. Best is from behind with the flowing locks that he had last year. He cut his hair, though. I think that's going to hurt him in the lady department. Gives down said hut a new meaning. That guy get his uh, dead daisies ticket stomp. He's all set. He's all set. The dead daisies. You got to come up with a new trivia question, then. Oh, I will. He looked it up, though, that bastard. I know. Like, leading with the fact that, oh, I didn't look this up, dead yeah. giveaway that you looked it up. Dead giveaway. Yeah. yeah. Dead like, giveaway. It's one of those qualifying statements like, hey, look, I'm being totally honest here. Like, whatever comes after that when someone says it, they're they're full of it. Just like when I say I haven't had that much to drink. Like, you know <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. full of it. It's not true. I will wind up peeing out the window. But I really don't want to hate on the guy. I mean, look, I'm all about cheating. I, I am all for PEDs. So if you need something to enhance your performance, hey, you know, we're not the NCAA. We're not going to come down on you. Before we get to why the Steelers absolutely will not rescind Le'Veon Bell's franchise tag, I did want to run this by you guys. Tom Brady's legacy. I know it's the it's a cliche is all get out radio segment, but I know at different places around this town today, the conversation was had that Tom Brady's a cheater and should always be looked at as a cheater. I think universally he's not looked at like that. I really don't. I think people realize, yeah, that he, the deflate gate thing happened, but I think that more than not, people say he won five Super Bowls, and that's the final thing. Like when, when I say Barry Bonds, I think most people's mind goes to steroids. When you say Tom Brady, I don't think most people's minds go to cheater. You know, I know in in cities where teams have something directly to do with Tom Brady, like they've got to go through Tom Brady to get a Super Bowl, the cheating thing is all over the it's place. Huge. It's the first thing you hear every damn time. But you start going out to some West Coast teams, he's not that big of a deal out there. You know, it's like, I, I don't know, when I was in the Pacific Northwest, people didn't have that kind of angle on him. You know, they yeah. didn't think of him in that way. But uh, you go to Baltimore and around here especially. That's the first thing. It's like, hey, what what's the first word that comes to your mind? Tom Brady. Cheater. See, that's interesting because you could say the same thing about Belichick, and maybe they do say the same thing about Belichick. But when he wins his next Super Bowl, if he wins another one, it'll be his sixth Super Bowl, and people are going to cover it as if he's not a cheater. I think all that stuff gets forgiven over time. I think 10 years down the road, the Tom Brady deflategate thing, Kids aren't going to know about it, I don't even think. No, they'll see the comeback game. That's what they'll see. And I'll tell you, that game went a long, long, long way 
to to kind of keeping him in check a little bit. Such a great point. Have a good good uh, memory of him, so to say. That's such a great point. If he loses that game, then the conversation is, oh, you can't win one without your deflated balls, can you, Tom? And I don't want to sit here and defend Tom Brady. That's not my prerogative. No. I don't like the guy. He's a douchebag. He kisses his son on the lips and sticks his tongue down his throat. He's like the Tom Cruise of football. Just a weirdo. Just a weird guy. He's the witch doctory TB12 stuff. He kisses his kid for way too long, which I'm going to keep going back to because that was so strange to me. I showed my family. They thought it was odd. It's creepy. It's creepy. Uh, He did cheat. So I don't want to stick up for Tom Brady. But I think all that legacy talk with him, with Belichick, I think it all, I think it's all. It all gets lost in the in the winning eventually. Uh, maybe not right now, but when it's all said and done, I think it all does. I think the conversation, like looking back in history, will be, will end up being more of who was more responsible. Was it a Belichick yeah. or a Brady? I think that's where it ends up, and you'll always have your argument: who is the greatest running back ever? Type stuff, you know. But you're right; it'll be forgotten in the long run. They'll remember games where he comes back in Super Bowls and win, wins him probably. Yep. I, and every single Super Bowl they've won, it's all been NFL films gold. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about the Rams, the field goal going through the uprights. I mean, even their losses have just been glorious. The The comeback win was unbelievable. The Patriots game against the Eagles was awesome with the field goal going through at the end. It, it'll all get forgotten. How about Le'Veon Bell tweeting this out? Don't believe the fake news. I never said anything to no one. Would that be the Florio report that the franchise tag's being rescinded? I would doubt it. Why would he leak that? He's just dumb. Let's call a spade a spade here. I think Le'Veon Bell's a hell of a football player. I think they're going to miss him greatly when he's gone. He's dumb. He surrounds himself with dumb people. I I don't think he's the brightest bulb. And they'll have that sometimes. I'm not the smartest guy either. Look, as a running back, it. as a running back, here's what we need you to know: find hole, go through it. If you're good, you're good on our team. I don't care if you're trying to solve world peace or do anything else outside of that. Go through hole, good. We, we're all right. You don't need to know anything. Else. Maybe he is dumb. Maybe the reason he does that hopscotch thing in the backfield is because he doesn't know which hole he's supposed to go through. Lev can't find hole. Lev need hole. I cannot find hole. You open hole, I find hole. Lev see round hole, need square hole. Lev need triangle hole. Lev only see circle hole. On off day, Lev Bell go throw money at holes at strip club. Big holes. Lots of jiggly. Jelly hole. Jelly. Lev only see jelly hole. The Steelers aren't going to rescind Bell's tag. It's not going to happen. That that conversation is so stupid. And maybe that's what Bell's getting at. Maybe not. Maybe I'll tweet at him. Maybe I'll ask him. It doesn't make sense for the Steelers to pull it back because... You'd save $14.5 million and your roster would be worse. And you wouldn't be able to spend that money on anything. So why not spend the money on a guy who's going to make the roster better? Lev need to get paid. Lev need Skrilla. Lev one green now. Spartan green. It's not going to happen. It's not even worth discussing. James Conner is... Fine, and we'll talk to Mike Pursuta also, who bleeds Spartan Green, coming up in seven minutes on the Crowley Show. But even though James Conner is a fine back, 
he's not going to be able to produce what Le'Veon did. If it were that easy, wouldn't everyone do it? I mean, I know that sounds stupid, but if what Le'Veon Bell did was that easy, wouldn't you see more people doing it? You've only seen three players since 2009 have 400 touches. He was the only player in the league last year to be on the field for 90% of the team's snaps. Uh, He's the only running back to be above 87%, and then the next guy was in the 70s. That means the Steelers think he's valuable. I got this from Pittsburgh Sports at underscore Adam Crowley. Remember, Lev Bell's running for the biggest contract of his career. He's going to light it up. Absolutely. That cannot be said enough. Madden said, I bet you he said it on Twitter. I bet you Lev Bell stinks this year. I mean, there's no reason to think that. There's no reason. Nothing point from Le'Veon Bell's career points to him being bad ever. So why would he stink this year? He only got better as the season went along. He had a great game against Jacksonville. He's not going to get worse, and he's got motivation to be better. I think you see maybe his best season this year. Might start off a little slow, did last year, but I think he's going to have his best season after that. Mike Pursuta joins us next to talk about James Conner and Le'Veon Bell. I'll give my 53-man roster at 540. It's officially official. Crowley Show. He's Pittsburgh born and we like him that way. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Cinderella boy. On 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. The station across the street just tweeted this. There's an article with it. And the question is, what will the AFC North standings look like at the end of the season? Isn't that what we're all dying to find out? Don't we all want to know what the AFC North standings are going to be at the end of the year? (laughs) Uh, What the hell kind of question is that? Let's one-up them, Crowley. Who's going to win the Super Bowl uh, this year? I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> what the hell is that? Can't we just take care of like the next eight years right now and just be done with our tweets? Here's a thought. <laughs> the Steelers will be on the top. Who cares about the rest? <laughs> what an odd prognostication question. That's bizarre. What will the AFC North standings look like at the end of the season? I don't know, 93.7 The Fan. Please tell me. Well, 93.7 The Fan, they'll look like standings. There will be teams on there. They'll be in order. Best record to worst record. That's what it's going to look like. (laughs) Points for and points against. Division record, they'll have it all. Just go to (laughs) ESPN.com. Braden tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. I actually spilled my beer when you said jelly hole. (laughs) <laughs> He's drinking at 522. I like his life. Brian says, I love the show, but Crowley, you're beating a dead horse in the mouth with the bell stuff today. Can you please talk about farts, crapping your pants, dags, junk, or sending sex toys to the office? 
Yeah, we'll get back to the typical Crowley Show stuff. We're sneaking it in. Here in a little bit. That's what she said. We've got Mike Pursuta now from the DVE Morning Show and, of course, the Steelers Radio Network joining us on the program. Mike, how are you, pal? I'm curious. <laughs> About what? Did the guy who imitated Macho Man Savage win the tickets yesterday? He did win the tickets yesterday. Thank God, because he had me at Pontiac Silverdome. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stick around to hear who won, but I was rooting for him, man. Not surprisingly, not a lot of people wanted to give impressions after the Macho Man went. Uh, they they kind of knew he had it done, just like when we gave away tickets to the Titans game. We had a dude do a Steelers rap, and, well, he dominated, and no one called after him. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care who you're imitating. If you go Pontiac Silverdome, I'm in. <laughs> Mike Frisuda joining us here on the program. Uh, ben Roethlisberger said yesterday, Mike, that James Conner has done enough to deserve some touches. I agree with that, but only to a point. Uh, as the season progresses, as Le'Veon Bell's got his sea legs under him, he's going to get the majority, the vast majority of the touches. If they want to give Connor some touches in the early going when Ben, uh, when Bell is trying to get his sea legs, I am all for that, though. Yeah, and just because Ben said that James Connor deserves some touches, he didn't say he's going to get them. True, too. And he's not going to get them when Le'Veon Bell gets up to speed. They're not going to be stupid with him. They know there's going to be a reacclimation process. There was last year. And there was this year. Randy Feigner talked about that uh, today, the offensive coordinator, after practice. Uh, and he acknowledged that the Steelers have to be smart with the way they handle Le'Veon Bell. But he made two things clear. One, they expect him to show up in tremendous shape. And number two, and uh, if people don't have this figured out by now, there's no help with him. This is Randy Feigner, quote, there are things he can do that, quite frankly, most people can't do to play his position. This just in. Uh, here's, here's another developing bulletin. Le'Veon Bell had 1,946 total yards from scrimmage last year. One guy, Todd Gurley of the Rams, had more. He had 2,093. The guy's one of the best players in the league. He's one of the most productive players in the league. He's not going to be here next year because at some point, even the best of the best reach a point of diminishing returns in a salary cap league. Le'Veon's agenda is he wants to make every possible sense he can. The Steelers know they're going to get to the point where they can't afford to have him on the team anymore in a salary cap league. But to suggest he's anything but phenomenal, uh, I, 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 I can't even fathom where you would, uh, how you would get to such a conclusion. I thought that was all well said, Mike, and I agree 100% with all of that. And I've been fighting back and forth with Mark Madden today and Mike DeCorsi from TSN, trying to tell me that Le'Veon Bell didn't have that good of a year last year. I think it's total hogwash. Maybe it wasn't as good as two years ago, but when you're comparing him to himself, uh, that means he's that damn good. Adam, did I mention he had 1,946 touches? <laughs> yeah, but, but it was the volume of touches, man. It wasn't because he was explosive. Yeah, when, since when does that matter? Thank I mean, you. When Michael Jordan was scoring 30 points a game, did anybody care how many shots he took? Does anybody care how many shots LeBron James takes now? Do you think the Capitals worried? Well, Alex Ovechkin had a hat trick, but he had 18 attempts. No, that's what these guys are supposed to do. When you're really good, they keep giving you the ball because of what you do with it. He touched the ball, or pardon me, he was on the field for 90% of the Steelers' snaps last year. The Steelers also wanted to pay him. They just didn't feel comfortable going as high as he was asking. So the Steelers obviously think he's that valuable. I think other people should realize that as well. Mike Pursuta joining us 
from the DVE Morning Show, uh, the sports director at DVE, and, of course, the Steelers Radio Network. Mike, do you think that Connor eventually can be a number one back in this league? Do you think he's got the goods? Uh, let me put it this way, T. Adam. I, I think that's more of a possibility now than I did a year ago. Mm-hmm. And when they drafted him, I think he's on a nice career arc. He's progressing. Uh, he's gotten a lot better this year than he was last year. Uh, I could see him being uh, the lead dog in a successful tandem someday. It ain't going to be today. It ain't going to be tomorrow. It ain't going to be in October. And he's not going to be Le'Veon Bell. No, I agree with all that. And I feel better about him than I did before. I still have my questions, though. Uh, I still am a little weary of him in pass protection. You've seen more of him than I have. I haven't been going to practice since training camp, and I attended less training camp practices than you. Um, what else does he need to add to his uh, repertoire to become a guy who could be an every-down type back in this league? You attended uh, less post-training camp practices than I <laughs> I put that one up on a tee, damn it. Which was really disappointing. The Crowley show was arcing well, and now it's taking a step back. So. It's almost as if the ball has been snapped over your head and you had to run back like 40 yards, and then you tried to pick it up and you kicked it, and you ended up falling on it, but it's like at your three-yard line and it's third and 100. I guess I deserve that. What was the question? Uh, That's a a good question. What does does James Conner need to add to his game to become what would be an every down back in this league? You know, I think just uh, consistency (laughs) of performance. He, He looks to be a stronger runner this year. He looks to be in better shape, but, uh, you know, so far we haven't seen that in a real game that counts. Uh, he's still sitting on zero career NFL receptions. Now, uh, they, they spread him out the, the, in the Tennessee game, and they threw him the ball. Uh, I haven't seen a pass block either. He hasn't been asked to do it a whole lot, but, you know, that day's coming too. And while he's better at that, I don't know if he's trustable yet. But, you know, this is not about trying to keep James Conner down. It's just about recognizing, you know, just because Lady Humbell's not going to be here next year doesn't mean all of a sudden he's not as valuable to the Steelers as he was last year. It's the circumstances of pro sports and a salary cap league. Uh, you know, if people have a hard time with that and they got to come up with a, an agenda to make themselves feel better. And, oh, he's not that good anyway. Well, no, yes, he is. And I guarantee you, I'm not predicting this, but I guarantee you, Adam, if they win the Super Bowl, he will clearly have uh, been helping to spearhead that charge. And the whole narrative will be, oh my God, you got to resign Levy on long term because we got to win the Super Bowl again. Mike, how are the Steelers going to use Edmonds? I'm convinced they need to use him. I love what I see out of him, but how are they going to use him? Great question. And I asked uh, the defense coordinator, Keith Butler, about that today, and he said, we'll see. Uh, I asked Terrell Edmonds about that uh, after the game Saturday, and he said, hey, however they want to use me, uh, they can use me. Here's what we know so far. He's played a ton with the first-team defense because either Morgan Burnett or Sean Davis have been hurt uh, throughout the preseason. It seems like it's been rare that those two guys have practiced together. So Edmonds has either played Burnett's strong safety position and Burnett has moved to free safety to replace Davis, or Edmonds has replaced Burnett at the strong safety. He's got a real good uh, set of reps uh, at that position. Uh, we've seen them just dabble oh so slightly with that seven defensive backs thing, which is supposed to be the, the new answer to their uh, defensive woes. He's a part of that. I don't know how much they're going to use that. Uh, I think they're going to use it more than people think. But, again, because of the lack of healthy bodies, they haven't had a chance to practice it a whole lot yet. We haven't seen them play a lot of dime. Uh, I think 
you're going to see more of that than we've seen in the past. All Keith Butler would say today, Adam, is that he's going to be on the field. Uh, he means more than just punt, punt, return, kickoff, kickoff, return. I think a lot of this is ultimately going to depend on how average or below average the inside linebacker mm-hmm. play is, and I think it's got a real good chance to be average or below average with Vince Williams and John Bostic. So then, then uh, the coaches are going to have to uh, have a little meeting and decide, is the defense better with six or seven DBs and one or no inside linebackers, or is it better being a little more traditional? Um, I, I think we're going to see Thrall Edmonds play a significant role, but I uh, can't pinpoint you know, the exact when and where's yet. It is interesting that what you said about the inside linebackers. I'm of the opinion that they should just have one inside linebacker on the field at all times. Um, but uh, they're not at that point yet, which is why it was so odd to me whenever I saw the package that they had on the field on Saturday with Matthew Thomas and Bostic and Williams on the field. How much of that should we be expecting to see? Well, I think that's a nod to uh, Matthew Thomas and what he's shown them. Mm-hmm. Uh, an undrafted guy who's got a great physical skill set and he can really run. And he played uh, big-time college football at Florida State. They did... Uh, some of that, uh, they call it a 4-3 stack last year. You saw it uh, 10 or 12 times in the Jacksonville game. You saw it against New England. Uh, again, it's, it's the exploration of another option because I think everybody knows they can't just line up like they used to and uh, play the 3-4 and have Bostic and Vince Williams inside and get it done. Uh, it's just not going to happen. The, the, the trouble they have is the inside guys can't cover and they're not sure if the multiple defensive back sets can tackle the run. Mm-hmm. That's why I think, and we saw big-time flashes from him on Saturday, from Stefan Tuitt, that's why I think Tuitt, if he can take that step and be close to what Cam Hayward was last year or a facsimile of what Cam Hayward was last year, I think that makes everything so much easier. You can get to the quarterback with four. You can stop the run on the way to the quarterback. You can play your seven defensive backs and not worry so much about uh, what you've got going on, because those guys will stop the run. I think Tuit taking a big step this year, being healthy this year, would be the biggest difference maker this defense could possibly see. Uh, I think that and the two outside linebackers being yeah. studs. And, and we saw Watt kind of approaching that last year, but he sort of leveled off, which is, you know, he was a rookie, and uh, that's, that's to be expected to a degree. Bud Dupree has never been yet the Bud Dupree that they envisioned when they drafted him, but if you get four guys on the field and the two defensive ends and the two outside linebackers, if those four guys are major pains in the ass to the offense, uh, then they got a shot to survive defensively. Maybe even Pratt. Maybe even Pratt. Yeah, I, I think that they could. Uh, I mean, they've definitely got the talent. I don't think talent is the issue. Uh, Mike Switzer, uh, what's he going to add? I mean, he's punt return, kick return, that's it? Or do they plan on using him in the slot at all? Boy, uh, you know, I, I think Tim Benz could dunk on him. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to provide offensively. Uh, I, I don't think he is an electric return man, uh, you know, who's going to flip the field repeatedly. What he does give them is a guy they can use uh, that will be credible, and uh, then they don't have to use Juju Smith-Schuster on kickoffs and Antonio Brown on yeah. punt. And if they can get away with that, great. Then it's worth it. It's worth its weight in gold uh, because uh, – while not, you know, electrifying, they perceive Switzer to be better than what they had as, you know, existing options to Brown and Smith-Schuster. And I think both Brown and Smith-Schuster are just going to be too valuable to the offense to risk back there. Both of those guys have taken balls to the house in those roles, and that's something that can help change a game. But 
Uh, one of the other things Randy Signer talked about today was Antonio Brown being on a pitch count uh, in practices. He had that quad injury in training camp. And, uh, you know, based on his normal, I never miss practice, I never take reps off kind of track record, he's missed a lot of time this year, relatively speaking. And uh, you don't want anything to come up there. You don't want uh, anything to happen to Smith-Schuster because the rest of the wide receiver position, there's some potential there. But those are the two established guys that uh, they think can really be difference makers. Mike, really good stuff as always, man. Always enjoy talking to you, whether it's on the show or otherwise. And now I deeply regret not going out more in late trope. Geez, just now that's coming to you. Yeah, I mean, I had to get just I, I, I just post traumatic stress disorder from uh, from training camp. Now I'm finally what coming the to my hell senses. How do they teach you people in West Virginia? Not much. Five years of it, though. You looking forward to college ball on Saturday, my friend? It didn't sink in, did it? It didn't sink in. Goodbye, buddy. That's Mike Pursuta from the DV Morning Show on the Steelers Radio Network. He's one of my favorite people. He, he just is, whether it's on the air or off the air. I flippin' love that guy. Coming up next, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. This is a huge freaking deal. I have not teased it enough now that I think about it, but it is a huge freaking deal. I am so happy, finally, to be announcing what will be the official Steelers 53-man roster. That's right. Crowley Radio meets Boring Radio next. What? 53-man roster. It's the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. ESPN Pittsburgh. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Enough. I'm putting these back in my pants. They're mine. This is crazy. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. So Le'Veon Bell tweeted out, don't re- don't believe everything you read. What I'm reading right now is Jerry Dulac says Steelers expecting Le'Veon Bell to report on Labor Day. So what am I supposed to take away from that? Le'Veon Bell tells me not to trust anybody. Le'Veon Bell tells me not to trust any reports. And uh, now Dulac writes something? Am I supposed to not trust Dulac? I read a really nice story about John McCain the other day, but... Am I supposed to believe that? Uh, I don't know. Tom, please advise. Guys, am I supposed to believe anything that I read now? Or is it just certain things that I'm not supposed to believe? I mean, that's what Lev said, right? Don't believe everything you read. But can you believe what Lev said? Because he said not to believe everything you read. And he wrote it. So how do we trust it? But I read it. Like, if it was a lie, it would be libel instead of... So if we listen to Lev... Then we don't believe what Lev said, so then we believe Jerry Dulac, right? But then again, he wrote it, so I, I gotta. Do I believe everything that's being written? Because he should have said it in a video. Is what he, what he should. So have we done. hear it. I mean, so we don't read it. We just hear correct. it. Then it yes. would have been weird because he could have written it down before he wrote it, and then technically by proxy, I'm believing this. something that's written. If he wrote start. it down and then read it. In a broadcast, it's written. It is written. It's the written word. If I read the Bible, or if I go to church and they read the Bible, they read the scripture. It's what's written. I mean, I'm so confused because I I find it hard to believe now that he's going to do the exact same thing he did last year. Well, it's not even about that anymore. I don't think, Brian. My whole worldview has changed. Like I don't know if I can believe anything that I'm ever going to read ever again. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just it's all it's all. I mean, why are we here, Adam? Oh, I don't want to do this again. Not after last week. 
Not after last week when I was considering death, really, for the first time in 10 years. I'll believe it when Lev walks over here, walks into the studio, and tells us with his voice at an audible level, hey, guys, I'll be back on Labor Day. That's when I'll believe it. Even if he said that to me, how do I know that it wasn't written on a vanity plate or something? How do I know it wasn't written down? How do I know that's not just him reading, which ipso facto means it's a lot? Yeah. Oh, man. This is tough. This is tough. My whole worldview has changed. Um, I my mom just texted me I love you and I can't even nope. believe that right now. Nope. I can't even believe that. Nope. So are we to assume the opposite of everything that's written or I, that's, I don't know, Adam? <sighs> I have my 53 man roster for the Steelers written down here. It's written. I know. I know. You now see why I'm in a tough spot. See, I thought you were going to forget about doing this 53 man roster, but you're kind of set on it. Yeah, I was kind of hoping the same. Guys, I was telling you this during the break. If I don't put my 53-man roster out there, how can I bitch and moan when the Steelers do other things than what I did? Uh, I've got to lay the base. Tim Benz is great at this. Tim Benz said Pitt was going to win nine football games last year. He wrote a column saying that, and then they won five. So Tim can just tee off on them. They didn't live up to expectations, (laughs) even though the expectations were Tim's expectations. If I come up with a 53-man roster and the Steelers vary from my 53-man roster, then... I could bitch and moan because it's not what I would have done. And you don't want to do these things retroactively. You don't want to say after the fact, oh, you did a wrong thing here. No, you want to say you did the wrong thing here because this is what I did before. We can't just wait until like maybe they cut a guy we thought they shouldn't have cut and be like, hey, that sucks. Can't do that way. No, we're going to speculate. I have to preemptive strike this, Tom. You of all people should understand that. I mean, shouldn't we have a bracket or something with this? Like, shouldn't there be something? like? Oh, that's not bad. Oh, no. I was kidding, man. That's not I bad. I kidding. We're I've... not doing a bracket 53-man roster. No, we should do a bracket 53. We should go from 90 to 53. I like <laughs> no. this. We'll do, a, we'll do a defensive back division. Dude, this is getting We'll do too... a quarterback division. It's getting two sports radio for me up in here, man. I don't know what to do, though, because I wrote it down. And I don't know if, if, it's, if it's accurate information. Ugh. Try it. Let's see how it works. Right, let's let's just it. see how it goes. Let's do it. Tom, what time is it? And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! This is the super official and not at all a guess at the Steelers 53-man roster. Woo! Quarterbacks. They're keeping three. Ben Roethlisberger, Landry Jones, Mason Rudolph, woo! Running backs, they're keeping four. Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, Jalen Samuels, Rosie Nix, woo! Wide receiver, they're keeping six. This is great radio. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Justin Hunter, Darius Hayward Bay, and Ryan Switzer. I'm Woo! so on the edge of my seat right now. I just can't wait for the next position. What if I told you the next position was offensive line? Oh, my God. Oh, that's what I was hoping. Tom, what do you think about offensive linemen? Oh, give it to me, Crowley. Marquise Pouncey. Ramon Foster. David DeCastro. Alejandro Villanueva. Marcus Gilbert. Oh. Matt Filer. B.J. Finney. <laughs> Chuk Sakura 4. And the last one, 
The surprise! Some other team's backup tackle! Woo! Oh, God, this is just too much. You don't have more, do you? You ready for some tight end? No! I'm gonna give you the tight end! Give me some tight end! Vance McDonald! Jesse James! Xavier Grimble! You ready for the hand in the ground? Woo! You ready for defensive lineman? Put it down. I'm gonna put my hand on the ground for the defensive lineman, Kim Hayward! Step onto it! Justin Hargrave! Tyson Alu Alu! Alu Alu! LT Walton! And the man child, Daniel McCullers! Woo! Outside linebacker, this is taking longer than I thought. TJ Watt! Bud Dupree! Anthony Chicolo! Ola Adainee and Keon Adams. Woo! Inside linebacker. You guys seem less enthralled now than you were at the beginning of the segment. It's dying a slow death. No, it's not. This is a very good segment. John Bostic. <laughs> Vince Williams. Tyler Medikavich. LJ Fort and Matthew Thomas. Woo! I've got the Steelers keeping not eight, but nine defensive backs. What? Unbelievable. Are you kidding me? Artie Burns. Joe Hayden, Mike Hilton, Cameron Sutton, Morgan Burnett, Terrell Edmonds, Sean Davis, Brian Allen, and Cody Sensabaugh. Well, so many names. Only three left. We're almost there. So close. I don't believe you. Specialists. They're keeping three just like every team in the league. Chris Boswell will kick. I think Jordan Berry will be the punter. And the long snapper. Cameron Kennedy. Woo! Just to recap. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we don't no. need to recap. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. no, no. We no. got it. No. 53 names. You said 53, you not said 103 names in the radio yeah. in a row. It's great. Yeah. That's how you get through 53 names. Yeah. I've never heard someone get through 53 names like that. My God, I bet everywhere else they're just listing them. You know, Not here. Not here. He just listed them. Just to repeat, Ben no. Roethlisberger, Landry we Jones, know. Mason Rudolph. We know. You, I, I really have to be done? Put a lot of work into that. This is 53 names. You got through them. Don't you <laughs> want to know why? No. I don't. I know why. Don't you guys want to know where Tyler Matikavich sits on the depth chart? No. no. I'll find out. Trust me. Week one. Did, yeah. you, did you hear me say Jalen Samuels is making it? I heard it. it. We okay. heard it. I heard it. Everybody heard he it. He was one of the 53 names. Guys, yeah. six outside linebackers, though. They only kept four last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's six of the 53 names. Nine DBs, too. Oh. Oh, my God. I just discovered something. What? Chris Boswell is kicking? No, that is going to happen. Didn't you hear me say specialist? He's Jordan gonna be... Barry's going to punt? No, no, that's definitely happening too. But beyond that, I have six outside linebackers listed in my count, but I only I only said five. So we only got 52 names? Watt, Dupree, Chicolo, Ola, Keon. Oh, my God. What's the 53rd name, man? Are you ready for the 53rd name? Are you ready? We are ready. Drum roll, countdown, something, please. Farrington Huguenin. Woo! Oh. 
They were not going to win the Super Bowl if Farrington Hugan didn't get put on the roster. My God, they only had 52 names until you found found what you needed to correct. Now can go win a Super Bowl. Did you guys hear what I said about them getting a left tackle from another football team? That was my ninth offensive lineman to make it. We heard it. That's the great unsponsored football segment. Filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. And filled with 53 things you didn't know before. The names of every single Steeler that's going to be on the roster in 2018. Although, I'm still waiting on one name. They're going to pick up an offensive lineman. To to be determined. It's offensive lineman to be determined. That's why it fit in the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun to be determined. The lineman is hanging out with our sponsor. Yes. Yes. Probably writing something down that we can't trust. Crowley, if I could, just as a side, you know, we like to have fun and games here on yeah. the program. Yeah. We always, you know, we slap it around a yeah. little bit and we, we fool around. But that was such a great segment. That, the that's as good as it gets, had, right? Yeah. The that's the best one we've done. you went through those 53 names, I mean, I didn't see it, dude. I'm sitting here saying, wow, that's going to be a bad segment. Yep. But you came in, you listed the names, and you nailed it, dude. I mean, you got all 53 in. You almost didn't. But in the end, uh, you, you know, came I, through. I, there was one objective I had, and I almost fell short. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you didn't though. You know, you the, pulled it out. In the back of my head, I always wondered if you had what it took to do big time sports radio. Mm-hmm. But those doubts have just been confirmed today. You, you can do it, man. Tom, we're, I mean, we're in big time. Am I being crazy here? No, was that as impressive no. to you as it was to me? I didn't think me? he had that in him. Fifty-three names, dude. Guys, I did want to ask you one formatting question though that I think is vital to the entire fifty-three. You roster. should have done the quarterbacks last. Yes. That's not what I was going to say, but oh. I appreciate the, the <laughs> constructive criticism. I have four running backs listed. Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, Jalen Samuels. Yes, we heard. And Rosie Nix. Yes. Yeah. Should I have made a separate category for fullback that I would have put Rosie Nixon as the one lone fullback? Well, do you recognize the fullback as a position on the team or not? That's a personal question. It I is. do. So I did. I effed up there, I think. Well, in hindsight, did you get all the names in? Do we have 53. Yeah, but isn't he going to be confused if he doesn't know if he's a fullback or a, a running back? What we'll do is later on in the week, just tell him. Like, if you're over at the south side, just run in, say, hey, by the way, you're a fullback. I, I hope, think we're good. I hope the Colbert, goal was 53. You got 53. Colbert doesn't make the same mistake. I hope they figure it out. We, we've got lines to Colbert. We can tell him. 412-922-2874 is the number. If you want Dead Daisies tickets, we're going to give away a four-pack to see the Dead Daisies tomorrow at Jurgles, four tickets. All you got to do is answer our trivia question correctly, but there's a catch. There always is here on the Crowley Show. Please tell me it's not name all 53 men on the roster. No. Okay. We're going to ask you a trivia question, but you've got to be on the air to answer because I don't want any of you losers looking it up. 412-922-2874. You get it right. You get the tickets. Dead daisies tomorrow at Jurgles. Coming up next, that... And does James Conner really deserve that many reps? It's a Crowley show.